podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. The in-dash OLED display in the Cadillac Escalade has 38 total diagonal inches of color display. So why do we give it a curve too? I guess you could say we like to bend the rules. The 2021 Cadillac Escalade never stop arriving. Well, they walked into Madrid with hope in their hearts and they'll walk away with the greatest prize in club football. Jurgen Klopp and Liverpool's King to the Cot are champions of Europe once again. Good evening and welcome to Copping Fracas, brought to you by Touchline Fracas. Um, we're the Liverpool-based podcast and tonight we've got a very, very big episode as promised. We're joined by NWO member Fahi. Yo, what's going on? We're joined by our regular, another NWO member, Krish. What's good? What it do, baby? <laughs> and you, you took over Howard from there. And we've got two people that haven't yet been on the podcast, but I've been pamming out, pamming out uh, our group chat for a couple of weeks now. Um, we've got our boy Joe. Yo, what's up? How's everyone doing? Yeah, I have, yeah, you've been waiting since like six o'clock. You've ironed out your suit. Man's been at his desk to put the kids to bed. <laughs> I told everyone, chill off. It's time for podcasts and pammings. Yo, real talk only, real talk only. Okay. And then we've got our boy Junior joining us for the first time today as well, man. What's good? How am I doing? How you doing, guys? I'm here, man. I'm here. I'm ready. I'm ready. You need to get right. something going. Yeah, it's lovely, man. Lovely. Anyway, um, as you know, from the past week, um, Liverpool played this small team in North London. Uh, I can't remember what they're called. It's not Tottenham. It's not Barney either. Uh, someone remind me, please. Boy. Hey, are we even allowed to say their name? Yo, you know, hey, 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 I don't even care about all this. Listen, there's a couple guys out there that were talking mad greasy, <laughs> right? Talking greasy, grown, grown, grown men talking about grown folks' business. Small men talking about grown folks' business. Talking about how we talk about Arsenal too much. 
We got to talk. We got to talk. But it's only by design we have to talk about Arsenal today, and we're gonna let it. We're gonna let it off. Yeah. Listen. Or, uh, what, listen. Here. No, 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 no. Because I'm not. I'm not done. I'm not done yet. <laughs> <laughs> Cause, cause, listen. Because these. Because these cats. These cats were talking about how we had two-hour segments talking about Arsenal, but they're not even that relevant. But cool. Don't worry. I'm ready. I'm ready for today. Today, personally, I'm ready. I won't say no names. We don't talk too much, but they held this three one. Let's get to it. Let's get to it. All right, all right, all right. You can tell as you can tell. Um, Joe has come on a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of stick talk in this pod. So we're ready for that. We're ready for it. this is what we're here for. We thought we was gonna bring you guys a great episode, and this is what we're here for. So let's start our review. Um, Liverpool versus that team in North London. Um, the little men in North London, I'm gonna call them for the rest of the podcast. Um, so yeah, guys, I'm gonna start with uh, the regulars that have been on Fahi. How did you feel about the game? You was there live, so you tell us. Yeah, so I was there. Um, like really and truly, they they just came to get Pamins. Like it, it it was it was a case of ten men behind the ball. Like it was it was so sad to watch. Like I used to respect Arsenal back in the day. Like okay. they're one of, they were one of my favorite teams to watch. Oh three oh four times they were the one of oh, the yeah, best yeah, teams. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, back and look, when they were actually Arsenal, yeah, yeah, I yeah, and like yeah. To, to see the state they're in now, to like to see what they're actually doing, it was actually sad to watch. Like I paid good money to watch that match, <laughs> and it, it was just a one-sided match, man. Like I was, I was really disappointed to the point they just let our fullbacks just kind of cross the ball every single time. Like it was, it was really weird for me to watch. Like I kind of understood what they were trying to do, but the execution was so poor. They should have stopped after 15 minutes from our side. Like, I don't think we were that creative with it, but cause we knew how shit Arsenal are. We just thought, all right, we'll, we'll just keep on crossing it until something actually happens. And like, yeah, it, we didn't get, we didn't step out of third gear, man. Like it, it was, yeah, yeah. it was, it was just a typical game. Yeah, it was a very, very comfortable game. I heard um, um, the Sky Sports pundits, if you saw the, the analysis after, even Gary Neville was playing, it's like, oh, giving Arsenal a lot of praise. That just goes to show how far that little team in North London has fallen. They're getting praise for getting panned and us not even getting our second gear. And it's, it's amazing. It's amazing what's going on. So next up, review. Chris, what did you think of the game? It's a weird one because it's like some Arsenal fans... I've just been there saying I th- they thought they played really well, and I was just sitting, uh, I was just sitting there thinking I've seen Sam Allardyce teams come to Anfield and do the exact same tactic, and actually yeah, yeah. and actually take a point. So mm-hmm. you haven't really done that well, have you? Really? Um, but to kind of back to what Fahi was saying, it is weird because they they came with the intention to get pammed, but his tactic was to get pammed, but not get pammed five nil. If that makes so sense. you're basically saying he came to get pammed, but with a but but at least with a condom on. He didn't want to be a bit of a slag and just like free it up just like that bareback straight away. I mean, those are your words, but yeah. <laughs> no, no, because, uh, no, because no, on the touch on, on, on the on the cop end account, I don't know who tweeted it. Wasn't me, by the way. But someone said that these are jerseys that just easily come. To <laughs> yeah, it was me. You're a nasty guy. I knew it was you. I knew it was you. But that's that's how it's uh, um, next next review. Uh, you know, Joe. Yeah, don't think we're, we're keeping you on the back burner. We, 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 we're letting you load. We're letting you. We're letting you like uh, re up. No, no, no. it's cool. It's cool. It's cool. I, I, I really. I... So, 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 Junior, could you please tell us your review of the game? Well, let's just start with a build up first. Obviously, you know, um, it's a, this was build up as a top of the table start of clash, so to speak. Both teams are in da da da. You know, we've been there before. They haven't in a long. So 
you know, I had a couple of Arsenal fans were like, you know what? I'm just going to do it, you know? It's okay, no problem. What are you saying? I said, we're going to win by two clear goals. But, you know, the whole Friday afternoon, I think I was up to like, arguing back and forth with like four Arsenal fans. They were really, really telling me they're going to do it. I said, who's in the league? Okay, say that, no problem. So, obviously, you know, come with the game started. And I said, I said to a certain someone, we may all know him. And I said, I hope David Luiz starts. I just hope he starts. Yeah, so, you know, start, start off the game now. See how they, they lined up. So I thought, okay, this is going to be interesting. Now everyone was getting excited. I watched it a couple last week. You know, Pepe using his pace and whatever. Mm-hmm. But I'll, I'll be honest with you, I've been biased and a Liverpool fan. I never once thought we was in danger. Even if they were on the edge of our goal, I never thought we was in danger. Van Dijk, yeah, he was, he was next to Pepe, but... He, the, guy, the guy was he wasn't breaking a sweat. His ponytail was still in one. So yeah, yeah, he never does. Hand out, you know, you know what I mean. He was he was a breaker. So I know saying, oh yeah, joking. Okay, cool. But uh, when danger comes, the only time they had an opportunity when Henderson missed kicked the ball from a corner kick, and obviously Pepe ran through, and obviously it was a weak shot team. After that, you know, we got our goal um, before half time, and and I'll be honest with you, I was comfortable with my seat. I was comfortable, and this is becoming a theme where I've been comfortable watching games. I just saw it. I saw it coming. I was disappointed no. that we lost the goal. Yeah, go on. What are you going to say, my brother? No, I was going to say, absolutely. I'm watching Liverpool nowadays, especially against teams like um, the, the Comen in North London. Um, yeah. you, you're, not, you're not really threatened by them. Like, it felt like when Pepe made that, that crazy counter-attack run, I was never, ever, ever in doubt. And even like, even when he got past, um, he literally done the same thing as Salah, where he got past his defender. I was still not in doubt for some reason because, again, he just, you know, Cow- not not going to call him a coward, but he just you know pussied out of it. He just didn't have the conviction like a lot of yeah. Arsenal players to just finish off the game. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, you so know, overall, I was I wasn't I was not at all um, worried. You know what I mean? And it didn't it didn't seem to me like a top of the table counter. You know, as you as someone said mentioned before, Arsenal took a lot of praise from that game, but you know. You lost three one, and it could have been five. So I don't know what praise or two. Well, it's levels in it. That's what we can say. Yeah, of course, levels are levels, man. Like these little men in North London now, they, 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 they some of them, some of them clearly don't know their level yet. So yeah. this is why we brought our boy Joe on to give them a relentless, relentless payment. So Joe, I'm giving you the floor. This has been building. No, up no, listen, listen, guys, 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 don't don't make me out to be this. Don't make me out no, to no, be no, this no. kind of guy. You know, like, no, no, you know, like, Joe, I look, no, talk no, it. Talk it, Joe. Yo, listen, Joe. listen, listen. I, I want, I want you guys. Hold on, hold on. I want you guys to just remember a couple of things. These guys from their stupid, stupid channel were talking about how they have the the real front three. They have. Um, Pepper Soup or whatever that guy's name is, they have Lacazette, they have, oh, yeah, Pepper, Pepper, yeah, 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 all, all that good stuff. And I had Lacazette or Bamiango, they were going to show us they were the real front three. All this extra nonsense only to come to Anfield to be parking the bus. It was really, it was really just an embarrassing show. And I was watching the game while I was, um, you know, while I was pouring, um, pouring um, champagne down some baby's mouth. And I was looking, I was thinking... <laughs> I was looking at us thinking, wow, is this is this the team that was once Arsenal, the great gunners? They come to Anfield trying to set up shop so they don't really concede three, four, five, six. Listen, at the end of the day, let's let's give Arsenal credit. They turned up. They turned up to they 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 actually walked through the tunnel. 
they did, um, they, honest, did what they, honest, were, to, they, they did what they were paid to do. They walked through to, the to, tunnel. To be honest, Joe, to be honest, Joe, you can't really give them credit for doing what um, uh, eight, uh, 19 other teams in the league do. Um, oh, so, oh, okay, 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 okay. So, my I'm, point I'm is, sorry, my man. point, my point is, they did the bare minimum, which was to walk through, it was to walk past that Anfield sign. This is Anfield, yep. and actually step on the on the actual on the actual pitch. But let's make thing, let's make this really really clear. When like Arsenal are not on the same level as us, we are not we are not age mates. I don't care. Like they can say whatever it is they want to say. On the weekend, it was just a really big confirmation for me that Arsenal really, if they try to throw any sort of banter towards us, we really shouldn't be responding. It's like responding to girls who who talk mess. That I was really sure that you talk about how they're going to beat you up. You just look at them and you laugh up and you just keep going because they're really nothing. They're absolutely nothing. They came to they came to Anfield knowing they were going to lose, but they, they just wanted to you know pretty much lessen the margin, and they still got packed in three one. And really, yeah. we didn't even we, we we didn't even have to create chances because the game was done by sixty minutes. So, but yeah. if the game is done by sixty minutes, all we had to do was literally just sit back, soak up whatever pressure that was coming their way, and then just try and sort you know just you know finish off the game professionally. Which which I'm really unhappy with the fact that we even let them score because now they'll be running agendas that. Um, Lucas Torreira is, is having a good season, and he's he's a world class DM. You know the usual BS that they do. <laughs> but let's let's make thing let's make one thing clear. Doesn't matter what they say. They can say they can talk about how many prems they have. It doesn't matter. We've given them a 28 year head start, and they still haven't caught up. They're a really really small team, puny team, minute team, and all those all those guys from the from the other side of touch, touchline fracas. He knows he knows who he is. That's always talking about Liverpool. Has our lips? Sorry, has our name on his lips? Just leave it. Like you can, he yeah. can talk to. He, he he should really be talking to Charlton. He should really be talking to um, Barnett. United, no, or no, the no, more, let's, or, let's, no, let's be real, man. Like United are on the same level as Arsenal now, so they can chat to them. No, listen, 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 listen. If if we're being, let's let's be straight. Let's be straight down the middle. United, they have they have money. So if they, you know, they can throw as much shit on the wall as much as they possibly can, they'll, they'll, they'll still fail, but at least they have that for them. Arsenal are nowhere to be seen. The levels are just way too, way too much, way too clear. doesn't matter whatever way you look at it. And the issue that Arsenal fans are having is they can't seem to let it go. They don't, they, they seem, it doesn't matter whatever conversation that comes up, there's always some sort of player comparison to Liverpool or any sort of comparison to Liverpool. We are not your age mates. You can compare to Spurs. Maybe even to Chelsea or maybe United, but right now we are at least five levels above where Arsenal are right now and where they wish to be. It doesn't matter what they say. Look at the look, look at the performance on Saturday, and you know it's an absolute joke. None and, of them. Okay. Joe, and this is Joe, basically hold, 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 why. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Um, my, this is this is my this is my this is my last thing. This is my last. This is my last thing. They were talking about how the the positives from the game was Pepe um, dribbled past uh, Van Dijk. So I'll leave it there. <laughs> Joe has been building this up for a while, listeners. So um, apolo- not apologies because it's, it's, I have I have more. I'm not, I'm not even I'm not even done, yeah, but I have more. But go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah. Right, so um, so, what, no, no, so what I wanted to say was did, like what Joe is getting at is basically what I'm saying. Like they're so below us right now. Like I don't rate them enough to even like give them a pamming. Like I'm leaving that to you guys to do because I don't respect them. Like, yeah, like, he was on. He was on touchline, and you didn't really. Yeah, like, like I don't like, rate to honest, them. To be honest, I, I, I feel the same as you. It's got to level now. Like we've honestly surpassed the level of um, getting top four and competing with them and there. Like 
Remember when people used to say, well, in our banner era, we win this and we win that. And yeah. I was telling them for years. We were telling them for years. Listen, the FA Cups don't mean anything. They mean nothing. Like, your manager got the FA Cup and for four more years, you were asking him to leave your club. Our manager's winning Champions League. Well, just one. Our managers won, uh, just won a Champions League. We are levels above you. I've said this for, not for years, but we've actually been improving. Now, there's no longer a need for us to, and Liverpool fans listen to this as well. I do implore you, please, when these Arsenal fans are trying to throw crud. We like, are above when they bring, them. We are above them. They bring up little men, little men like, all right, Pepe. I think he's a good player. What do you guys think of him? Listen, all I'm saying, yeah, listen. They, they for, said, they uh, said, Pepe said, tell Salah to come know. outside. Yeah. Who? They yo, told who? Salah to come outside for Pepe. Yo, listen. It's too early. I'll, I'll, say, I'll early. say this, I'll say this, I'll say this, and I've said this several times. Over the, the tenure of the amount of time that um, Arsenal have been making top four, I've literally been saying this whole time that the only reason that their head is above water, what is keeping their head above water as far as rele- relevance and them drifting out into possibly the top 10 is the fact that they have Champions League. And I said that the second they miss out on Champions League, it's going to be an absolute shit show. And we may not see them in the top four for quite a while. And this is literally what's happened. The second they dropped out, they, 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 usually, they usually lose their players on that conveyor belt to, um, to Manchester or to um, whatever squad, whatever team will, will pay for them, Barcelona, Real Madrid, whoever. They usually lose their players, but the second they dropped out, Sanchez started um, jumping ship. Aaron Ramsey's not really interested anymore. Aaron Ramsey would rather go and apply his trade at Juve. Everyone's like jumping ship. Oxlade-Chamberlain is leaving, talking about he wants to leave to win trophies, so he comes over here, and within two seasons, he's, been, he's in back-to-back Champions League finals, winning the trophy, winning a Super Cup, winning here, winning there. And these guys want to talk about how they're on our level, want to talk about how Salah should come outside because Pepe wants to speak to him. Pepe, that, 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 that was clean through on goal and shit, shit his pants. 72 million for that. Listen, all I'm saying, yeah, for 72 million, I want my striker to back heel it into the net. Yeah, that, of course. Like, honestly, yeah. like, <laughs> like, people are downplaying. Like, it was, a, it was a bad miss. And if you're paying 72 M's, that's big money on a forward, Listen, right? Salah, he needs to Salah. finish it off. Salah, when he first came, debut, he netted. First big game against Arsenal. He ran down the wing. Let's, let's, keep it, let's keep it real. Pepe is a hungry Yannick Balassi. That's all he is. He is a starving Marvin Yannick Balassi. That's all he is. Let's just keep it straight. That's all he is. He is a skinny Yannick Balassi. End of. Boy, boy. I, 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 it's it's me personally. Me personally. I think it's early, guys. I yeah. think it's early. Obviously, I don't care. No, UNICEF, don't he's a UNICEF. Yannick Balassi. No, 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 no. Yeah, well, no, hopefully he does turn out like that. If he don't, obviously, someone's going to come on the podcast. And, like, but what I'm saying is, in fact, obviously, he, he, he shown, he's shown glimpses in it. But that's not so, yeah, this, this, this guy is going to be the raw deal. And I, as uh, um, you look at it, I'm also on our look at this fact that they've been glorified. If we lose, if we lose, you you would think if you didn't watch the scoreline, you would think Arsenal got because how they're describing and how they how they going all like the service, yeah, we've improved but that they're gonna finish top four, but you lost. So it shows their mentality and where they're at. And like they're glorifying and, and whole city do stuff like that. You know what I mean? So it shows them where they are. And as, as I said, Arsenal fans cannot be talking to Liverpool fans. I do not care on any level. They cannot be talking to Liverpool fans. Simple. 
Okay, so uh, Chris, I want to know, and I'm gonna, I want you guys to tell me as well. So, who impressed you in the game? I feel we need to go back to the point that Joe was watching these games like Rico from Paid in Full, uh, but we'll kind of revisit yeah. that later. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Fabino was absolutely immense. I mean, oh, yeah. man, run, man ran the actual show. It and it yeah. just just shows. I mean, there was that piece that James Pierce had in the week where he kind of said that. Um, you know, obviously how slow he was to adapt to the league and he was used to playing with another kind of defensive midfielder by him and he looks off the pace. And Mate, now he's just that. He's coming in these games. He's, he's, he's running the show. It's just, uh, it's just unreal. I thought... Um, he's, he's the DM we've been asking for literally since Mascherano. Like We've tried to have the Fugazi ones, but this is he's the he's the real deal. Mate, the I think... Real, real deal. Mate, I think he's levels above Mascherano. Um, wow. I mean... Mascarano was decent. It was good, but it was it was more. No, 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 Chris, we're not going to do that. We're not going to play play down Javier Mascarano and how much of a skeng man he was. Let's let's not let's, <laughs> let's, let's not do that. Let's let's put some respect on our legend's name. Like, nah, nah, you're not going to do that. Don't say he was decent. He was cold. He was cold. But carry on. Well, confe- fair play, fair play. Um. Well, I got I got another point in terms of Liverpool legends, but I'll talk I'll talk on that later on. Uh, oh yeah, Matip uh, was unreal again, but that's something we'll talk about later. Um, mm-hmm. Bobby and you know you, you man laughed at me last week yeah for saying that um, most important player in that front three is Bobby Firmino. Um, we'll still laugh. We we'll carry on. Fair. Um, <laughs> but, but man has come this season he heard all the talk all that shit from everyone last season and has... oh, oh, it, oh by the way in particular um, Arsenal fans you'd love to compare him to Lacazette um, but carry on yeah carry on Chris <laughs> that, that's a fair comparison um, but yeah man has, man has turned up to play he's linking play well absolutely Made made a fool of uh, Sabellos, chipping the ball over his head, making him look like a small boy, sending back mm-hmm. to sending back to Betis. But no, nah, I mean, like, I think the thing with that game as well, they played like six man in central midfield, and okay. we only had the three, and we absolutely ran the show. It's it, I, yes, I, I just don't know we're, what we're, we're doing. definitely yeah. Go on. I, I, I want I want you guys to, to I want you guys to see levels so. This is, this is how I see it. Any usual game or game that we consider a big game, we absolutely do not want Endo, um, Genie, and Fabinho as our midfield trio. Uh, trio. We, don't even, we don't even want Endo and Genie in any sort of midfield um, or talk us a Milner. And for whatever reason, oh, well, we know the reasons. We, we have that midfield thing we don't, really too, we don't really like too much. And yet somehow we have enough quality to... To, to play around with with with, with Arsenal like like their little girls, and I did really don't see, understand that. Like that that see, makes uh, no sense to me. That that's not even our chosen. We would rather have um, Ox, Cater, and Fabinho in midfield, but we decided to put forward some some Costco midfield, and 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 they still sent them to, and they still sent them packing. I really don't understand. I just want, I just want this is this is all this is me just letting Arsenal fans know that you're not on our level because we don't even like that midfield and yet that midfield put cut them to ribbon. So, I mean, here's what it is. Here's what it is. Did you, did you see how Hendo was hunting down Ceballos? He was hunting him down. He never let him breathe to the point where Ceballos was like trying to do switches that didn't work. Like, this Ceballos you, that you lot claim to be so good came to Anfield and stunk. 
he was a tr- I'm, I'm, I'm me personally again same with Pepe I think he's a baller but boy he's got the, uh, yeah Hendo was hunting him down like a baby because boy that was tight that was tight I mean if, 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 you're, if you're gonna have players like Ceballos and, and, and Pepe you're gonna have to put quality around them so they can shine as much as possible and Arsenal haven't done that. I mean, the Arsenal team is, is not, isn't real. I mean, apart from their attack, um, Lacazette, I mean, I like Lacazette, Aubameyang, I, I like him too. And if you're going to get the best out of them, you're going to have to put decent players around them. It's the same way with Pepe as well. If you're going to try and blood him in, he has to have quality players around him. And that sort of performance or that sort of, even, they even looked shaky against Burnley. So, like, they, they, they won by the skin of their teeth against Burnley. So that's, that's where I, I initially knew anyways that, we was gonna we was gonna put them away. So when okay. you're you know all, all things all things said they were struggling with Burnley. Um, they got they got off lightly and they thought they would come to Anfield and get signed from Anfield where you know at least 40 other teams haven't been able to do so. Um, well, sorry, 40 games ago no one's been able to really get anything from uh, Liverpool and Anfield. How many how many games is that we've gone unbeaten? Is that 40, 40 plus 42, games? 42, 40, 43. So somehow they thought that they could come. And put in a shit performance to somehow get signed from 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 this game, which is you know testament to just the fact that they they really don't have a Scooby Doo or a Scrappy Doo what they're doing as a club. I've got to be honest though, um, Junior, um, we did kind of give them the uh, the idea. Like let's let's be real, like Liverpool, we did sell them a bit of dreams. Like we had a couple of shaky performances, mm. and we did like give them the idea. For some reason, they honestly believed that they had a chance, but. For some reason, we gave them, to be fair, we have to take some blame. We gave them a reason to believe that they had a chance, even though anyone with a football brain knew that there was zero points on the cards for them coming to Anfield. So back to go, going back to our point about our midfield, um, we did get a question from, sorry, it is loading up now, I King Co. Ray, and he asks, when are folks going to admit Henderson is, isn't good enough and stop with the sentimental crap? So I'm going to give this weight. I'm going to give this to Chris first. Chris, what would you like to say about yeah. that? I like him, you know. Um, same, same. Bro, same. big man, you like Ashley Barnes. Like, Whoa! Don't mean nothing. Hey. Don't mean nothing. Like, get him out of here, man. Get him out of here, man. <laughs> who's, who's, got like, who's got, like, second most goals in the Premier League so far? Get out, man. Why? <laughs> <laughs> What do you think of Henderson? Nah, he's he's all right in it. Like he's a good squad player, good captain, but he 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 like he shouldn't be in the starting eleven. But I, I get the need for him, but I ain't rating him like that. Like I I know when he's needed, but he is not needed every game. Understandable, Junior. Mate, where do I start? Let me let me cram this in short. Basically, oh, can I can I just start this off by saying uh, I remember when you first came in the group chat and we were rating Henderson. He's like, yeah, the Diz is worn off. So yeah, you kind of so carry on. No, no, he's not good enough. Luke. What annoys me is the fact that you know he's our so he's our captain. He he and I'll be honest, it's not Henderson's fault. And be honest, you Ben on the spot. Obviously, see, we'll, 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 yeah. Um, spoiling the lad to look where he's come to now, but end of the day, he's not good enough. As um previous um my guy said, he's I mean he's a squad player, but the thing is, we 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 look at him as a, a leader, a talisman. He's not that. Like I I can't stand the fact he's he's in. And yeah, he had a, he had a decent game on um at Arsenal, and he also mm-hmm. played well against Barcelona last season. But ultimately, when we're down in the dumps, he's not the leader, not the go-to guy. He doesn't strike at goal. If you see him in training, yeah, these footages. Henderson's technique is 
top class. It's yeah. top level. His touch, his control, it's top level. Crossbar challenge, you probably get nine out of ten. But on the on the pitch now, you would never know. And this is what frustrates me about him. Like he don't shoot enough. He's just and him, Milner, and well, now them all working their socks off annoys me. Like I don't like the three of them together. But, but you know, Milner can um, tolerate under the, the day. James Milner doesn't shift. But Henderson, no. As I said, I'll give him praise when you had a good game Saturday. He has done um, no game there and can't be our captain. And he sure shouldn't be starting. Virgil van Dijk should be our captain. But, yeah. It's probably full, as I said, but I'm not. Joe, your views on Hendo? Um, I mean, I, I don't I don't mind Hendo. I don't believe he should be starting for us um, in any capacity. However, the leeway I will give him is just Mainly, just plainly down to the fact that for the first couple of years under Klopp, he was playing as a, as a six. And we know that really isn't his position because he, although he has the vision and the pass for it, he doesn't have the, I would say, the, um, the, the appetite to move the ball quickly and then get it out. Um, so he's somewhat limited in that capacity from a creative perspective. So the best way to put it is he, he's able to technically pull off these long-range passes and he has the vision to pull them off, but he's a creature of habit. So he's been in that position for far too long where he's literally sitting deep and attempted to take the ball on um, a lot more quickly, uh, be that sort, sort of metronome. And then Klopp's just suddenly realised that he's a lot more effective as a box-to-box player when we've kind of been telling him that's pretty much what we've all known. That's what he's pretty much adept at, running around um, in chaos situations and, 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 and you know, running in on the box late, getting in the box late or, or whatever that may be. So he, he, has, he has the ability to, 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 to provide... Um, assists and goals it's just that now it's too late for him he's been in such a deep role for so long that it's just part of his DNA now that he just mm. his first his first inkling is to drop back and be safe in, in the post of just getting into the box and, and, and you know trying to get on the end of, of crosses or whatever that may be so I mean for, for him I, you know I don't mind it. he should be a squad player I mean I've always said that the one last F you from Brendan Rodgers was to make him um, our club captain and the one and the also the, the second last FU to us was him buying Benteke. So, you know, I, I, outside of those two, there's nothing really I can I can do. I can't really fault him. Um, he's pretty limited from that perspective, but I would like to see him take initiative now and start getting in the box a lot more um, and just kind of leave the defensive elements to to maybe um, you know Fabinho or, or, or whoever if he has to play. So, well, no, I don't mind him. Um, I don't even mind him being club captain. There's, there's nothing. It's probably just there for morale because he's he's English. Um, mm. But I think moving forward, you have to phase him out. Um, we have to get rid of Milner and then have him replace Milner as that stalwart, uh, so to say, so to speak, and then start blooding in some of the other players in, in midfield. We should only really have to see him um, in this situation where um, someone's injured. So Naby being injured, so Jordan has to step in. Um, we really, in an ideal world, world, we should maybe have two injuries before, um, we should be two injuries away before seeing Jordan Henderson. But, I mean, it is what it is at this particular point. It's not, not through no fault of his own. It's just pretty much down to coaching. But he's OK. Just don't, you know, keep him in the lineup. The well, thing is, don't get it twisted. He did perform well on Saturday. So we got to give him his dues, isn't it? Like, he, he played well on Saturday. Like, he was pinging it about, um, like, he he did close up Ceballos like perfectly like he 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 had a good game. 
of his standards. So like we can't really fault him too much. But obviously, in an ideal world, we would like someone better because obviously, you know, like we're trying to strive for greatness. And I, I feel like Hendo kind of caps us at a certain level in midfield. Okay. Yeah, I mean, we've we've, we've outgrown. So, so sorry to cut you off. We've outgrown. Um, a couple of players just from where we're where we are and where we're looking to go. We've definitely outgrown Milner. We've definitely outgrown Henderson. We're at this place now where our midfield players have to be fully competent on both ends of the spectrum, um, whether it's uh, within a defensive sh- uh, phase of things or um, going into transition from from defense to attack. We need to step up that level. And right now we're capped because we have Henderson, Juan Aldum, and um, Milner. But we should start phasing them out because that's really we've essentially we've essentially evolved past those levels where we have a midfield from 2014 but we still have that 2014 plus sort of attack um attacking numbers and we we should start moving to where we've evolved our defense which we have evolved our keeping we now need to evolve this, uh, our midfield and maybe have some small additional um attacking options um up front uh, and that will essentially help us kick on to make that next step into winning title. Just out of curiosity, okay, cool. uh, out of curiosity, who do you guys, wh- who would you kind of ideally replace him with, and who would you? Oh, I did. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Chris, you're, you're I actually have a question. For that I'm just going to get out. Uh, sorry about the delay, production reason. Give me two seconds. So, we did get a question from. What's his name? I can't even get up. Yeah, so we did get a question. Um, is the availability the reason why we haven't invested in the first team plan? You did follow it, follow it saying, question excludes buying a number 10 that is oh, the only position that at the moment that we're trying to fill in. So, and this is from KJ underscore 95. All tight, Khaled. So do you think that, guys, do you think there is um, there um, yeah, is availability the reason why we haven't invested in another player? Yeah, 100%. Another 10 role. 100%, yeah. That it, it's, it's the lack of um, availability. So obviously, you know, with us, we have a certain player that we're going for. And if that player's not available, that's it. We're not going to sign anyone. It, it's exactly with like what happened with Van Dijk. Like, we knew we wanted him at centre-back. If we're not going to get him in July, we're going to get him in January. And we waited. Same with Keita. If we can't get him this season, cool. We'll sign you up for next season. Like, we have a certain profile we're going for. And that's the only reason these replacements haven't been made. I, I think, I think, yeah. Am I saying the right first of all, guys? Yeah, guys yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I, I'm, I'm, I'm still reeling about the Fakir deal. I've got to be honest with you. Like, he's gone better for 25 mil, and I think he's a top player. And there he, must be a reason behind that. There's no reason why. Yeah, um, that's there's I'm, no reason why Leon would would sell their best asset for 20 mil. And also, yeah, know, why I, Liverpool, why Liverpool would pull out of buying someone yeah. like him. Yeah, I know he's got. He's, I think. I think it's 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 um, known that obviously he's got um, knee issues. But you know, for twenty five mil, um, you know, like look at Kater now. Like we pay fifty a mil for him. I haven't seen him. I don't know what he looks like anymore. But you know, I think the number ten role needs to be filled. I would have loved to have brought Patino back. Um, but you know, it, it it didn't it didn't seem feasible. Like the money was just was stupid. I don't think we should be able to ransom. And they still owe us money anyway. But um. And 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 also number three, fuck him. We don't want him back, pussy. You left. <laughs> you left. You paid ten more. I'm, I'm, I'm taking it back. 
I'll you see, this is why in the group chat I call you and Joe Cuckold, Sam. Why are you taking man back that violently? Listen, listen. Who, who, who at dead ball? Yeah, if Trent is on the pitch, who are you putting on the dead ball on the duties? Bro, I, I, I don't, don't get this. I understand. Coutinho yeah. is a quality, quality, quality zip, player. Zip, at I know what you're saying as well. And I mean, a zip out and spang in, boom, in a goal. We ain't got no shooters. We ain't got no yeah, strikers. Have pride. Have players. pride, fam. Have no, pride, no, bro. I'll have pride. But that's that's our golden son right there. He did. He, every he's a South American. I forgive him because I'm go Barcelona. I forgive him. He didn't want to go Man United. Never. I could never. Never. I, never. 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 I don't, I don't never. Torres. I love Torres. He's my favorite guy. But Coutinho, I can understand, and he would do it again. Yeah, you know I mean, he would do it again. But I'll take it back in a heartbeat. Absolutely. Anyway, moving on from my midfield now. We're we're done with those guys. Let's talk about the game. Um, there's one player that I actually wanted to highlight the most, and that is Mohamed Salah. He has 57 goals in 77 games, 77 goal contributions in 77 Premier League games. He wow. is an absolute monster, a phenom. And as Ellis said on the very first episode, for three summers now, he's been locking off the roads, no face jacket, black Air Forces, Finsulate hat. And I personally think this guy is a like a, a living legend at the moment and a legend on the pitch right now for Liverpool. So I want to ask you guys, where do you think he ranks amongst amongst our modern greats at Liverpool? Not Kenny Dalglish and then Mandela that was winning shit in the seventies, like our modern <laughs> greats. Who are you directing I'll, it to? I'll, 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 I would direct it to Chris since we haven't heard from him in a while. Chris, you go first. Where do you think Salah ranks amongst our Liverpool greats, modern Liverpool greats? So when we say, say when you say modern greats, kind of what year we're we talking from? I'll say from Michael Owen onwards. And if you guys didn't listen to our last podcast last um, last time, um, I'm 22, so I don't really know about Michael Owen and them and them. <laughs> so I'm I'm only going to go from 04 onwards. Me personally. So basically, guys... anything for Julian, basically. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Anything after for it depends on how you guys were watching football back in the day. So anything for, to your living memory for me or more than grace, where would you rank him amongst? So so I know I, say, I know for like me and Fahi, we go back to kind of like 94, 95 season. That's when we kind of first started watching. Um so to be honest for you, for me, I actually kind of I'm I'm ranking him second behind Gerard. Fucking hell. Mate, all these other people that we call legends, yeah, they've come in. They they banged a few goals. They never won anything. Man won Champions. He's not lying. He's not lying. Man so won Champions League. So, so you're saying he's above champion Chabi Alonso? What, what did you? Uh, like me personally, I would rank him third, right? So I would have Gerard Fowler, and then I'd have um, Salah. Salah is purely getting into third place because he won the Champions League, yeah. and because of his like his contribution within the last two and a half seasons has been immense like it's nothing anyone was expecting no one thought it would happen like that like it, it's unreal what he's been doing like and he should even have more like you need to understand we were playing him right wing like if we play him up front he's scoring another five goals per season like he he could be so much better than he is right now with his stats it's it's unreal yeah. junior joe what do you guys think um First, um, I'll put him probably third. Um, Torres has got to be second. I mean, not Torres. Suarez has got to be second behind Gerard for me. Um, 
But he didn't win anything other than no, the Carlin Cup. I understand that, but listen, I'll be honest with you. Like, Salah's record is, um, you know what I mean? It's brilliant. It's fantastic. But, Absolutely, you know, Matthew. He, ha- he, ha- he, ha- he hasn't always performed. If you watch some of the games, he has looked... Like, last season, he was he was pissing me off. When this guy for that Baron, he was pissing me off. He was being greedy. He weren't passing when he should have passed. He was shooting and they were fluffed. So he, that's the point where I got most annoyed about it. And he has he has come leaps and bounds where obviously Chelsea and Roma and he's shown the what if he was passing like Messi he'd be out of this world but he, he don't pass and he's just for that and I'm, with Suarez if you all think about just Luis Suarez like he had the performance of his like you couldn't get near him like he was always on his game and I just feel he doesn't get ahead of Suarez for me he comes he comes third for me. But he's up there with so to answer the question, he's up there. And he probably, but if you don't, if you don't leave next season, if Real Madrid don't come in for him, that's where he wants to go. Let's be honest, that's where his heart lies. Um, Brock boys can't afford him. Real Madrid, well, yeah, well, you always that there where they can't afford him. But hey, but um, I, I think he'll be if he stays two more seasons, he'll probably, he'll probably um, over um, Pete Gerrard. If he stays two more seasons, by the moment he's third. In all honesty, yeah. This is going to come as a very, very, very controversial view, yeah? Very controversial. But you see Steven Gerrard, yeah? Oh, God. <laughs> are, we oh doing, God. are we doing this now? Are we opening this particular can oh of worms God. right now? Oh, Julian, Julian, don't do it. Julian, please. I beg you. I beg you, don't do this. Julian, you need to understand. I control the socials, yeah? I have to set it tomorrow. I don't have the time. Listen, yeah, listen, 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 listen. Listen, listen. Let me let me finish. No, 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 no. Let me t- let me tell you. If you open this kind of worms, yeah, Fatty's gonna be have to reply to every forty to forty-five year old white man. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> listen, listen. Let me finish. Steven Gerrard is a goat. No denying him at all. I would put him as and and, and before you got chat, I would put him as the number one Liverpool modern great because he was an absolute bad boy. Thank God. Okay, cool. That's fine. <laughs> but. That 2013-2014 season, him, in my opinion, sh- he shouldn't have played as many games as he did, even though he was our captain. And it's mad to say that because I felt like him and that number four position was not Steven Gerrard, but that's Brendan Rodgers moving mad and trying to fit him in. But if Salah is able to get us a Premier League, what are you lot saying in terms of his legacy being above Steven Gerrard? Oh, I am... Um, I'm going to direct, I'm gonna direct I'll, this I'll, I'll, to I'll, Joe. Yeah, I'll let Junior answer that first because Junior hasn't spoken yet. Junior, what do you, yeah. where would you rank um, Salah amongst your Liverpool greats? And if that scenario does happen where he does bring us the league, is he overtaking your number one if he isn't number one already? Um, it will, ultimately, if, if, he, if he gets to the Premier League, he will overtake Gerard. Um, But that, 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 it will take that for him to overtake Gerard because I think Gerard was... Um, was um, left short-handed, if I'm honest with you. Like, look at the, the squads that we've had with Gerard and how, how he was delivering, obviously, Istanbul and so forth. And he was popping up with goals and fagging mm-hmm. um, us through Suarez link-up, Torres link-up. He had it tough. If Gerard was in this team right now, he, he, he'd be gone. So that's why I can't have Salah ahead of him. But if Salah delivers the Premier League, oh, mate, listen, he's number one. I have no problem putting up number one there. Absolutely not. What do you guys think? Now, I mean, I, I, I can't disagree. Like the one thing, the one thing every Liverpool fan wants is a Premier League, isn't it? And if Salah can deliver that to us, he 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 goes to number one. Like simple. 
modern great. Yeah, I mean, um, if you break that curse, you go down as the great in it. So, Joe. Uh, me, I'm a bit of an old head, so um, Fowler's number one for me, followed closely by Stevie, and then followed by um, Salah, uh, or Mane, give or take. Actually, it's a toss-up, really, because essentially the way I see it is, without no Alonso, Gerard isn't freed up to be able to do the madness that he did um, for, large part, for large parts of his career, so... There's, there's, there's a little bit of a toss-up between um, two players because I, I, I hold Mane equally as important as I do Salah. Um, but for all intents and purposes, we're talking about this specific role um, or this specific um, question. If Salah gets us to Premier League, he goes right to the top. Um, but then you also have to understand that if he isn't instrumental, as in if he isn't popping up in the, in the important games, bagging the goals, and whatnot, if he's just pedestrian um, and he's just banging in goals with maybe against the, the, the you know the lesser lesser teams, but not really um, bagging for us and not on the more important elements of the stage, you know, of, as far as high leverage moments, then it's another conversation to be had. But there's there's no arguing the talent. The guy is right. literally banging in goals for jokes, um, banging them in. You know, it doesn't matter what you do to him, you can triple them, double them, whatever. He's still gonna he's still gonna get his. I still think that is a conversation to be had around being the best. If he gets us, if he gets us the Premier League, he actually goes right to the top because he he would have delivered the Champions League um, and the uh, uh, Premier League. But then you also have to remember, Gerard not only got us Champions League, but he got us like other trophies as well. So you can't discredit yeah, sure. that as well. 100%. So even when we, even when we were running through our banter era, we were still collecting Champions League. We were still collecting other other trophies as well with with Gerard. So. Um, he has to carry. He has to carry the team to the Premier League trophy, and then that will be essentially that would make him, a, you know, top of the pops or top of the cops, so to speak. He would be, you know, well over Dalglish, well over Fowler, and he would literally just pick Gerard to the top. But for now, um, just because of his goal scoring, goal scoring exploits, and just for the madness he's done, Fowler's top, Gerard and Alonso second, Mane and Salah third. For now. That's what it is. You can't do that. You've got to have a definitive first, second, and third time. You can't yeah, have a double. They're doing tag teams on, on the right. Uh, 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 no W boys. Right. So, <laughs> Fowler at the top, Gerard second, and uh, Salah third. Cool. Uh, my rankings, by the way, goes Gerard, Salah, yeah. and then Suarez. Because Suarez, the, the things that Suarez I saw this guy do... The things that I saw this guy do in one season. He, 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 he didn't was, win. This should be for which should be yeah, for winners I, I, only. I know, I know, I know, I know. But <laughs> me and, like, from from 04, from 04 onwards, it's it's a bit of a magazine. Like out of that, what me personally, why I put Suarez number three is, first of all, he played in he did play in the worst Liverpool Liverpool team I've seen in a good part of his first two two years. Two yeah. years, yeah. Two years. So and and he was in a team where we had Jay Spearing. Uh, who was the other? You Gog, Downing, uh, Tokyo, Downing, <laughs> them and there. Shelby. And then, those, and then yeah, Shelby. Uh, uh, Charlie Tyler, Adam. Charlie Adams. He played. Wow, we we were actually we were actually Brexit suffering. before Brexit. Suffering. Honestly, <laughs> there was that 2012, 2013 where he kind of shot into life like around after January, and then. 
for him to go through all he went through, obviously he was a scumbag, like he done some like some nasty things. For him to go through all he went through and then to come back in 2013, 2014 and do an uh, fan man flicked over man's head and volleyed it into the goal, calm and went the bag free goal. Like bro, what Suarez done that season was an absolute madden. And to be honest, for him not to have a trophy at Liverpool, even though he's a dirty racist. It's sickening. Like, I mean, he, he got the Carling Cup. He got the Carling Cup. But no, no, that, that don't even count. count. Yeah, that yeah, don't even count. count that. So. We, only like teams like Man United count that in their banner. We don't, we, we don't do that. <laughs> it's, not, it's not a serious trophy. But anyway, moving on from uh, Salah praise. The Salah praise actually stemmed from the Arsenal game itself. Of course, he had an elite performance. And, and to be fair, at this point, we're not actually new to Pam in Arsenal. We really gave you lot. We really gave them a pamming, so we can give it a rest for a little bit um, until Joe comes back to life again. But then, I want to ask you guys: What is your favorite Liverpool Arsenal game? We'll start with Joe. It could be anything. It could even be the, the football. What is your favorite Liverpool Whoa. Arsenal game? Do you know what it is? The was it the was it the five one or was it five two? I think it was five one. And well, the reason, yeah, and the reason why yeah, is. One. We, I, I just got um, BT Sports, so I was feeling um, real good. I was feeling really, really fresh. Um, knew I was just want to say yeah, that, BT, BT that BT Sport, that BT Sport was actually a real life contemplation buying that back in like twenty first. You thinking, you thinking, nah, I ain't paying for that. I just got sports, and then Listen, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a working man, now, and and my gift to myself was was BT Sports. So I sit down. Um, HD TV was real feeling really good, and then um, I turn um, I turn the, the game on, and then um, like I, I think I must have been sent to go go buy something from the shops by, by, by my missus, and I was really upset. But anyway, I run out, I come back in, 30 minutes gone, and we're ready. I think like two 0 up, and I was like, huh? So I pause the I pause the game, I turn I, I turn off, and I start from the beginning. I watch the game, bro. If you saw my face. Listen, I don't know if anyone's seen that 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 meme of Tom and Jerry of, of Tom holding holding that salami, shaking it. <laughs> that was that was literally me. I was watching, I couldn't believe it. When that they game let, was they, they let they let Skirtle I think he got like two goals, no? Yeah, he scored twice. Yo, listen, if you saw Gerard's delivery for the first goal, that header, that's when you knew, hey, listen, he he was he wasn't at the peak of his powers, but that boy had some whips on him. That boy sent that ball in, skull, banged in the goal. And then just started banging. I think we were up 4-0 by 20 minutes. That's when I knew, hey, this is probably going to be a special game. The first 20 minutes, I could not feel my legs and I could not feel my head. I was floating, bro, because the way we was moving absolutely... Like, I personally think that was our most attractive football. Not our best under Brendan Rodgers, but that that 2013-2014 season was our most attractive football. And the way we was passing the ball so swiftly, Sterling just running... Like bombing down the wing, Sturridge just link when Sturridge had pace. Suarez, even though he didn't get goals, just linking up, it was orgasmic. <laughs> anyway, moving on. You, uh, uh, Fahi, what's your favorite? Um, um all right, so my favorite game is like a game where Arsenal were actually competitive. Um, mm. this would have been, I think, 08 or 09. It was in the Champions League when we beat them 4 2 at Anfield. So, yeah, so. Like to put some context behind it, I think it was one-one first leg. Um, that was at the Emirates or whatever. Yeah, it was the Emirates, and then obviously, yeah. So then um, they came to Anfield. Beautiful, like Champions League night, uh, quarter-final. 
um, semi-final up for grabs. And I think, like, who scored first? I think it was Hupiar. Hupi, no, so they scored first. It was probably uh, DRB. Then Hupia scored. And then Torres scored that banger um, at the cop end. And then we thought, all right, cool, we're going through. And then, like, the 85th, 86th minute, Adebayor scored. And they were like, shit, we're going out. Everyone's shitting it. And then within two minutes, Gerard scores a pen. And then Barbell scores in the last minute. And we oh, go through. Um, it, like, it was a mental game. And that was like a classic Liverpool-Arsenal match. Like, when we were both decent. Like, when Arsenal were a decent team. You, like, no, when we, you, no, we were both sick. We were both sick. We were both yeah. Sick. Like, if Arsenal... Uh, I don't want to say if Arsenal never played us, they they would they would have been potential finalists. But they were amongst like yeah, if if a, a European team bought them, it's not like before where Bayern Munich bought them and they were laughing at the fact that we were probably going to beat them up. It was a fact of all this is Arsenal's going to be peak. Like they were sick. Like, yeah. Arsenal was sick them times. Yo, quick 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 sidetrack. How many times have we mentioned Gerard having to rise to an occasion and drag us through situations? Like it, it seems to be a running theme yep. here. A certain man was exactly. trying, to, trying, to com- trying, trying to compare um, Paul Pogba to, to, to Stevie G. To, to Stevie G. So I don't chill, chill, chill. So I, I, I just want, I just want, I just want, pe- I just want people to know leg. I just want people to know levels when we're talking about world class and 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 Premier League greats. But yeah, I, I'll leave it there. Let's let's relax. We don't want to mention other players, other players from other teams on our podcast because obviously we have, we know how sensitive. The other teams are now because their teams are in absolute disarray. So we'll try to refrain from speaking about until preview week. Until, until preview week. Yeah. Okay. So let's have some decorum. <laughs> let's not mention other guys. And Junior, could you please tell me your favorite Liverpool versus Arsenal game, please? Yeah. Well, you stole it already, but yeah, the Champions League quarterfinal, um, the four-two. Obviously, I, I I remember it clearly because I had. I was surrounded by Arsenal fans and they were confident, you know, they obviously were going through and I'll be honest with you, at that time, you know, don't don't slap at me guys, I wasn't that confident, I'll be honest. No, so, Arsenal were cold, Arsenal was, was sick them times. Yeah, as I'm thinking, yeah, obviously, you know, they had, they had obviously, they, they had their guys in there, you know, they, they had Colo, Haleb, Adibayor, Galas, you know, Fabregas. Walker. Or, yeah. Walker took him on so the mad thing, yeah, mad. I wasn't that confident, I mean, we had obviously Peter Crouch, um, obviously, we had Rainer and goals, a bad boy keeper, by the way. One of the best. Don't cow. Um, you know what I mean? Exactly. So, I was like, oh, but mate, oh my gosh. Like, especially Babu's goal. <laughs> it was <laughs> brought a smile to my face. And I just never, uh, I never forget the game. And the reason why I never forgot it because I got a, I got a lift in that, um, to my uncle's house that day. Did they Did yeah. they drop me back on? Did they drop me back on? <laughs> you did. Well, no, you know what? I was fine. I was cool with it, yeah, but it actually didn't jump me back home. But that does there was a bit of sweet. So yeah, that game definitely sticks in my mind. Okay. Chris, your favourite Liverpool Arsenal game? Um, 2001 FA Cup final. Mainly because we were crap for the entire Bro, game. Bro, that game was so shit. <laughs> <laughs> this, this is the thing. We were crap for the entire game and then Owen just comes up and bams two. Owen. And uh, yeah, nah, I remember I was like, I have been 10 watching that. So... Just childhood memories and stuff, really. ITV days. I, yeah, them yeah. ITV days back when football was free. But that's a that's another discussion in yeah, it. So, yeah, yeah, good times, man. Good times. I don't remember that game. I quite like it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, my favorite Liverpool Arsenal game, believe it or not, is actually quite recent. It is actually the four three when we went to Emirates and we beat them. And um, the reason that game was so special was because the f- first game of the season. 
Yeah, first game of the season. With Mane, Mane. Yeah. I the went reason to... that game was so sick game. The reason the reason that game was so special was because one, it was a proper roller coaster full of emotions. Two, um, Mane, when we actually first bought him, I'm not gonna lie, I was like, raw, like, why did we buy this guy? We always buy Southampton players. And then boom, boom. Two Southampton players, Lalana and Mane, give the probably one of their best performances. Well, not not, not Mane. But Lalana gave probably one of his best performances in the big game for in the Liverpool shirt. Coutinho's free kick was so beautiful. And also Mane's like, Yeah, that game that game was crazy. That game was crazy. And that from was, the free that, kick to that to that Mane goal. And do you know why it makes it even sweeter? That game was so sweet because if Arsenal even got one point out of that game, they could have got top four. But they didn't. They failed. And they continued to fail ever since. And that is why I love that game so much. And of course, <laughs> and of course the celebration clock was just fucking way. Uh, you know, nah, nah, my favourite part of that is, you know, when Mane scores, he runs up to Klopp and then yeah. they have to start booing. Beautiful, beautiful. But moving on, moving on from memory lane, um, we've got a few list questions here, and we're just gonna rattle through them quickly. Um, so let me just find a good one for us to answer. Some good questions this week as well. Yeah, some very good questions. Um, all right. Good questions. I'm trying to pick a very good one. Oh, based on because oh yeah, this is something I actually wanted to touch on on our on, on our topics as well when I gave you guys this. Um, and this is a a, a question a question from Harry Thielen. Based on what we know, who should be the man to play, replace um, Klopp if he's to take a sabbatical at the end of his contract with us? And me personally, um, I personally think Klopp is going to stay here as long as we want him here. Um, de- depending on how things go, obviously we can't tell six years down the line. So I personally think he'll be here for a good, good while. But what do you? But who do you guys think will, will be next to replace Klopp, or is the person not even the, the mad manager yet? Um, more than likely, it'd probably be Pep Linders. It makes the makes the most sense, especially if there are, if he's only just going to take a sabbatical. Um, I remember okay. something my dad always used to say was um, kind of. Because Kenny didn't want to leave, he only wanted to take. This was like um, obviously in his first time round. Um, he only wanted to take about six months off because obviously he'd gone through so much with uh, Hillsborough and kind of that roller coaster to how that last season finished. He only, mm-hmm. take, he only wanted to take a short time off, but they kind of wouldn't let him. So you can't make the same mistake twice. I think with Klopp, so I think you just kind of like give the keys to Linders for a bit, let him take okay. a, let him take a year off, and then kind of take it from there. Really. Uh, yeah, no, I, I would want Linders to do it because um, he's obviously gone through the setup. He's he's grown up with like Klopp in the past couple of years. Um, it makes the most sense in terms of the way we're playing for him for for us to transition into a new manager. It just makes sense to continue the way we are. Linders knows the full setup, so um, he's highly rated as well, like behind the scenes. So. From my from my perspective, I would just want it to go to him. I wouldn't want these fucking dons from Rangers and like <laughs> club legends coming to manage us. I don't need that in my life. So yeah, I'd yeah, be happy I, with Linders. I, I saw I saw some people say Steve G's the next. Yeah, allow it, allow it, allow it. I'll sign out. I'll I swear to you, I will, <laughs> I'm, I'm not dealing with that stuff. I'd rather have a, I'd rather have Alonso than Gerard. Manager wise, you don't even know what Alonso does, bro. 
I you saying I love it just because he looks wavy and has a, and has a beard, bro. Come yeah, on. Yeah, I'm saying, you know. Sells, sells the merch. Okay. <laughs> do, you, do, you, do you know? Do you know? Do you know? Uh, do you think should take over I, 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 I do think Cop will leave. I think he's definitely leaving in 2022. And that's why I wanted to win the Premier League. We can go. It'll go in my blessing. But I'm, I'm taking Pochettino or Nuno Espirito. Uh, um, Wolves money. Okay. That's, those are the two I, I would want to take over. I don't know about Linders. Obviously, I think by then I think we I think we move keep the same sort of direction and um, perspective. But I do think um, another idea will help Pochettino if we don't win the Premier League. But yeah, okay, Pochettino, um, Nuno, Joe. Uh, I'll say stick with Linders. Um, and if we 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 have to kind of continue with competence and a, and a manager with cachet, so I don't know whether or not that would represent um, Pep, Pep Linders, but we need to continue this run of competence and actually winning and a manager who knows what it is they're doing. So you know anyone that's available that that's that's doing really well, I wouldn't mind the Poch, but I don't think Poch would be anywhere close to being available. I think he's probably a good um, MD away from from winning a lot of trophies. Um, mm-hmm. But if it's a thing where we're trying to hold the ship and send the ship till maybe Klopp wants to return, then maybe Pep. I mean, I, 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 you know, that's essentially the way I see it. Just anyone that's available, that's young, has fresh ideas, um, has a similar intensity as Klopp and has that competency that's competent all the way through because that's what's been killing us for, for, the, for God knows how long is just incompetence. And we all know competence is, is the most important thing in, in this world, especially when you're dealing with professional sports. So um, I, I don't really have a specific name. Um, for nostalgia reasons, I'll probably say bring back Benitez because he, he's, he's competent in what he does, but whatever. But it's just all about competence. I mean, whoever's the best um, best place manager to do so and will follow our, our ideals in regards to youth, in regards to intensity and that passion that, that comes along with Anfield, then, then go for it. But it is what it is at this point. We can't really look too far ahead, oh. but if Pop, was, if Pop was to leave, let's have a look at Pep Linders and see what we could do from there. Okay, moving on. Next question. Um, moving on, but still staying on Klopp. Loso F- LFC sorry, asked, Klopp's worst signing at Liverpool. And I'll start off. Stephen Corker. I have no idea why he bought him. <laughs> <laughs> played, played man more up front than anything, didn't he? Fucking hell. I, I, I have no idea why, why Klopp bought Stephen Corker, but... Yeah. That's emergency, man. It's an emergency buy. Well, <laughs> that's emergency. That, that, that's that's probably the worst. Uh, Junior, you start. Let me go last on this one. Let me go last. Uh, okay. Let me go last. All right, uh, Joe. Is Cox worth signing at Liverpool? Uh, um, I would say Corker, but I don't think um, Cox got too many wrong. Um, just off the top of my head. Um, Allow it, bro. Uh, he signed Carrius. Are you mad? Oh, that did, man, he? <laughs> did he? Did he sign Carrius? That man I ruined my you. summer. Are wait, you wait. Mad? I thought, I thought he, I thought he, he inherited Carrius. No, nah, no, 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 Carrius. No, 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 no. Oh, oh, see, see, see. The good thing is, I remember now. Yeah. I remember now. I remember now because I remember fighting. I remember fighting. I remember fighting people telling them that first of all. He's bought this guy, and the only reason why he's keeping him in, even though he is absolute 
garbage is the fact that he's brought him in and he has to basically, you know, die on his sword, fall on his sword around Karius. And I did say that if we didn't get a goalkeeper in, that would cost us in the big games and in the finals because I wanted him to move on from Mignolet and I wanted him to actually bring in a proper competent keeper, not know this crap. 2.5 million from from Mainz or wherever they get, wherever you got it from, and um, lo and behold, in the Champions League final, my man's over here passing the ball to Karim Benzema. Uh, I don't know if you're following me on that timeline, but if you saw me on that timeline, I was I was ready to pack it in. You would have oh, seen like me on top of, on top of the brewery, ready to jump off. But yeah, Karius by far is probably the worst signing. Chris. You you might have already answered it. I mean, the man made a fucking training video after he did that error in the final. Like, blood, my eyes were red after that game. <laughs> yeah, I was ready. I was ready to. I was. I was. I was literally ready to mobilize and be up his dad because I was thinking this is garbage. You cost us in the Champions League. You were concussed and then go out the game and tell him you were you were concussed. And then after that, he's in he's in LA doing up drones and doing up um, party vids yeah. of him training. Training for what? What are you training for? Well, what, what exactly? Because you weren't coming back to Liverpool. What exactly were you training for? Bum. <laughs> Fuck it up. <laughs> Junior? Junior? Yeah, um, obviously, yeah, the, the two contenders were Kate, uh, were Karius and Kata. Kata has to be on that list, sorry. Um, sorry. What? No, yeah. I, agree. I, actually agree. I actually agree with that, you know. No, he has to be on that list. The biscuit. We're going to give Junior the floor here. Yeah, so, Junior, yeah. could you... <laughs> Karius, for obvious reasons, is obviously the worst out on the clock. But, Kato, yeah, no, could you elaborate Karius, on that? Karius was, was, was poor from... Um, do you remember the Bournemouth game? When we looked at yeah. that list? Yeah. yeah. From then, alarm bells were ringing. But even before that, the alarm bells were ringing for me when Man City released the teenager, yeah? Okay, but to um, clone... Um, Germany, he brought him back, and I thought, Oh, we got him for 4.7 million. Well, that's have a good piece of business, or the something not right. And obviously, as we know now, something ain't right, which turned out not right, cost us whatever. But you know, Kate has to be on that list. I'm sorry, you know, he's he's took the number eight shirt for one, Stevie G. You know, that's her feeling for it. Now, I've seen obviously West Ham game last season started off, he looked look proper player, hasn't been available, and he's becoming a you know. Uh, injury, uh, um, injury hospital guy right now, and if he has the season now, we have to. We're probably gonna flog him, bro. Like, like, I'm, I'm gonna say you're being a bit harsh, man. Uh, and the reason I say that, I, I, yeah, I, the reason I say that is he, like, obviously we expected a lot from him last season, but he did still have like four or five standout games last season, like Southampton, Burnley away, he was balling out, um, the Palace away game, he was balling out. West Ham, he was yeah. balling out. He has had some good games, man. And yeah, he's yeah. pissing me off as well. Four, like, not enough. You know, yeah. four, four. I'm, not, I'm saying so far. Let's give it up. I don't want you guys throwing my face. I told you, I told you, listen. But so far today, Karius wins, but Keita is closely behind him right now so far. For me. Yeah, no, I'll get you. Okay, okay. Um... Next question. Um, quick, pretty, pretty simple one. Um, I know it's only three games into the season, but Kwaku underscore TVP asked, can the current squad win the league? I'll answer that first. No. I'll answer that first. No. Can the current squad... Can they? Of course they can. They got 97 points. But will they? I don't believe so. Because City and their squad is too good. Team um, starting 11 against starting 11... 
we're definitely up there because we can give City a good great game, a great game, and we could probably beat them um, nine times out of ten at Anfield and at, and at the Etihad. We uh, it's very realistic for us to at least sneak a draw. Very realistic, but yeah, as I said before, they can, but will they? I don't think so. I would love to be wrong. Love to be. So Joe, you said no. Did you give us a reason why? Um, just because of the quality City have. City are three or four injuries away from being in trouble, and we're probably one or two away from being in absolute trouble in a world of trouble. And that's just the difference in, in golf of quality. Then it's not, it's not our fault. It's not Liverpool's fault. It's not anyone's fault, really. You just can't compete with teams who are spending over 200 million on, on fullbacks. That's not something that we, you know, realistically we can do. Um, and sometimes it begs the question: even if you do have the money to do it, it doesn't mean that you have the the means to be able to make sure that it works and it clicks. And that's where um, City have uh, a genius in Pep, but they also have the resources as well to absolutely back him. So. Outside of that, I mean, we, we did push them to within a point and we literally had to play a perfect game. We literally had to have a perfect season, so what, somewhat to be able to even get close where City, I think, lost four games or something like that and drew, and drew a few, So and they still won. So they weren't even up to that level that we know they can be and they still pipped us to, to the tile bar point and we were practically unbeatable during that season and we still didn't win. So that, that, that's essentially, you know, my thinking behind it. It's not anything to do with um, anything, um, me being in, in despair or anything crazy like that. It's just what the reality is. They have a quality team. You know, if their front three go out, they can just bring in another front three and they're good to go. Um, and, and the levels don't really drop off. Um, you have to really hope that they they um, they get an injury uh, from a goalkeeper perspective. And that's when we'll, we'll probably maybe stand a chance. But, I mean, it is what it is. We can if, if, if uh, City have an absolute shit show. Um, but that's the only thing that we can depend on to possibly win. Outside of that, we don't have a chance. Okay, um, Chris. Is Chris still there? <laughs> yeah, sorry, I thought, thought I unmuted that. Um, yeah, no, <laughs> I, um, no, I I agree with what Joe said. To be fair, I think it's um, I think it's difficult, especially when you're putting squad benchmark, uh, especially depth. But can this can this squad do it? Yes. Will they do it? Probably no. Okay, Fahi. Yeah, no, no, it's the same thing. Like first eleven wise, yeah, we can do it. Can the actual squad do it now? They can't. Like in my opinion, um, yeah, like we did do, we did reach ninety-seven points last season. Fair enough, but the reality is we're facing the best Premier League team of all time. Um, so yeah, it, it's quite an impossible task, but we're capable of reaching champion championship winning points, but. I know that City are going to get more points than us, like, sadly. Okay. Um, and Junior? Yeah. Um, I think we can win it. I think we will win it this season. And City are strong, but mm-hmm. so are we. And I don't agree with, you know, that I think there are one or two injuries in key areas. If City lose their goalkeeper, for instance, Bravo, they're down like us, Alisson, um, obviously with Adrian and Nela Bravo. But I think company going is a massive, massive leak in their defence. Uh, I think Lamport is good enough. Other than that, Otamendi not good enough. Stones overrated. Um, you know, I think they can be in trouble. And I, I think with us, I looked at our bench on Saturday, and yeah, we still got here. Right? We're like, um, we're like. So yeah, we're, we're we're light, but I think with good 
uh, if we manage our games and rotate, okay, we'll go away. And our team up to see even if you t- if um, Firmino don't play and you bring in Origi or Salah don't play, we will still go goals. And obviously, City already dropped points already, surprisingly. And I just feel that you know we've lost from last season. We've lost Moreno and Sturridge. And last season we finished just fine. And obviously, you know, it's it's the body count we're looking at. But I still think we'll have enough, and I think we will have um, the, the right players available. I'm just worried about the left back side because as Robertson goes or gets injured, like I don't know what we're gonna do. The other side, what Trent, you know, everyone's feeling obviously Gomez, but the left side, that's my biggest worry. That is my oh. biggest worry. I think we can okay. Do it. Next question. Um... From Psycho Relic, who do you guys think? Sorry, who who do the guys think is the be, is the player that is currently underachieving the most in terms of their ability in the squad and why? Um, I think I can speak for all of us when we're going to when we're going to say there's only one guy that um, has honestly been underachieving and is pissing us off now. It's um, Naby Keita. Yeah, um, yeah. When he when he does, oh, do you all of you guys yeah. agree? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yep, there you go. Yep. Um, as much as there is a nab cab going on, like it's actually becoming a genuine concern that we're never going to see the best out of Nabi K because he's what, 24, 25? Yeah, 24. 24, tw- 24 years old. These are the times for you to be like literally making your mark in the team because right now it is looking spooky for you, Nabi. Mad spooky. Like you need yeah. to fix up. Like you need to start eating more fufu or something because the way the way your legs and your back is always giving out, it's jarring. It's jarring, and you know, you know what's jarring about him even more. When he does play, he does this thing where he do something so amazing when he's dribbling with the ball, and when it's time to actually pass it off, you pass it off to another defender who just kicks off the pitch. Like he just has a brain fart. Like Nabi, Kater, Nabi Deco, eight brother, just sort it out, fam. Like. We need 100%. you now. This is your time to take to take your time to take your place. And the thing is, I genuinely think um, Klopp is actually ready to give him his place in the squad. His place is there if he just can just fucking stay fit. But no. Yeah, and I understand. And, and I'll yeah, say what I'll say what I was, but it seemed like a bit of a rant I was having at him. But I'm frustrated because obviously I see what everyone sees. Like you look at him, and I see why you got the number eight shirt. And I need yeah, it's I, frustrating. I need him to to fulfill because having him in a team. We got up like three, four levels. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And see what he can do. And I know Klopp waited for him. And Klopp not really waited for me. We were dragging on and dragging on. We waited for this guy, just like Van Dyke. And it's frustrating. If we have him back this season, oh my God, we win the league. Well, the Naby that we do know, the, the Naby that we do know, yeah. the Naby that has been here has been a bit hot and cold. Yeah. Um. Anyone else want to put in? Nah. Nah. Yeah. So there, there you go. There you go, Saka Um. Nabi Keita, unfortunately. All right, two more questions. Um, from our very former own Rob underscore Mush. Mush, we love you. miss you. Uh, <laughs> we're all enjoying being an elite side. However, this, this team cycle will slowly come to an end in about three years. I doubt that. When the front three and Virgil all get to first. <laughs> how do you think we will evolve, evolve in terms of both playing style and personnel to accommodate this? Um, all right, so I, I I think with football, like you go through cycles of like ways of playing. So mm-hmm. the way we're playing right now, the Gergen press and all that stuff, is is still relevant 
in this day and age but i think when we get past 2020 2021 there'll be something new happening um there'll be there'll be a new way of playing Uh, again obviously i can't tell the future but i I highly doubt we're going to be playing the exact same way in three years time um what are we going to be playing i have no idea we're not even playing the exact same way we was two years exactly exactly like it's evolving with each but and even right now we've changed from last year in terms of the way we're defending it's 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 like it evolves every single year. And I think it also depends on like how rules change, how VAR dictates the game and all that stuff. There's so many things to think about. I would expect us to continue in a manner of a 4-3-3. Um, but again, like football is football changes in cycles. Like you have no idea what's going to happen next. I, I can't even tell you. No idea. Okay. Um, Joe? Um... If I'm, I mean, if, if I'm keeping it honest, by that time I probably won't even care because I would have got what I wanted, which is Champions League and the Premier League. So, so you're saying I wouldn't even care. So you're saying the moment we win the Premier League, that's that's your finals moment where you can just sit. Listen, down the, moment, the, mo- the moment, the moment, the moment we win the, the, we win the Premier League, I sit down, I hold my daughter, I tell her that we, we've done it, and I just and I just sign out. That's me done with. with so I, I won't really care. But okay. if, we're keep, if we're keeping it, if we're keeping it straight, the football goes through a cycle, and a lot of our players within three years will be 29, 30. Um, the, the, our centre back will be 30, and he'll be hitting his prime. So defenders usually, by the time they're 29, 30, they they hit this peak, this this level to where there is there is no defensive situation that they've not seen, and they will be able to adjust and act accordingly before that play even happens. So uh, we will be getting the best out of our centre-backs. Joe Gomez will be a lot more mature. Um, he probably would be the best centre-back in the league at that particular point. Um, Joe yeah. Matip will be there as well at that particular point. Trent will be probably regarded as the best right-back in the world. So, I mean, we have a pretty young core when you think about it. Um, Alisson's relatively young as well. And you have to remember, goalkeepers don't really hit the peak of their powers until they're like 31, 32, because there's, yeah. there's no situation they would have seen. There's nothing they really can't account for. Um, and they have a lot more experience under their belt. So, you know, uh, apart from um, the, the, the attacking um, elements where you probably need a lot more sprightly players and, and quick players or whatever that may be, I think we'll, we'll still be fine. I think it's it's all about how we adjust to the way football is played. I think maybe then, as everyone's getting, as you see the game, everyone's getting a lot more quicker. The taller players are a lot more quicker. You might start, you might start seeing a, a change of formation to maybe something... Um, seeing a little bit, you know, maybe three at the back and then just everyone pushed up forward to just sort of press and do whatever they need to do. It could change. Like, a lot of things will change. Players are getting fitter, playing for longer and keeping and keeping their peaks a lot a lot more longer. So there isn't really anything I'm really too bothered about. I think it's all... The, the thing we need to worry about is whether or not we'll have a competent manager that will be able to get the best out of our squad and actually assign the right players to make that transition or to, to, yeah, essentially to make that transition into the new age of a playing ball. But from a nature perspective, we're good. Um, all our players, essentially, we will get to that stage to where um, that Real Madrid stage where we have oldies that are still performing at an elite high level um, that may be two or three years off, possibly um, um, slowing down. So that's essentially where we'll be at that point. Okay, Junior, Chris, any, any thoughts? Yeah, obviously, yeah, pretty much, yeah, both covered, obviously, what, you know, I mean, echoed what I would say, yeah, in terms of cycles. I would, what I would say is, obviously, it does, obviously, manager personnel as well. Um, obviously, every manager played a different style. I remember Brendan Rodgers playing the three at the back, 
having like Emery chime in and go forward with the ball. <laughs> <laughs> when he was trying to do that at the back and put his stand up front, I wanted to smile. That was the time where I was literally yeah. going to sleep with headaches after bare games. <laughs> Fam, that QPR game was stress. I'm not saying free at the front, oh, no. up front. Ah, very much is you. But look, look, I mean. We was two, three, or how many games away from winning the league? Nearly, do you know what I mean? With that, so I do yeah, think the pet, it, it um, does depend the person on there. And obviously, I'd say Pep coming over has raised the bars and obviously bringing new style in terms of how football should be played. Even from Championship, I see the um, teams doing it. But yeah, it definitely goes with error and obviously in cycles and we see from there. As you all said, I don't really care as long as you're in the flipping Premier League, then we can worry about that. You guys are just mad jaded. You just want that league so you can just retire, have your retirement. Honestly, no, I'm it's retiring. true. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm locked in this. I am locked in this for life. Bro, I'm, he- I'm definitely retiring. Are you mad? No, no I'll, I'll, keep, I'll keep it. I'll keep it true though. Like, I'm, when we do win the Premier League, yeah, like football Twitter is done for me. You have no more chat for me. Everything. Yeah, Champions, no Champions, League, Champions League was. No, there's, there's literally nothing for us to talk about once we win the Premier League. Um, there'll, there'll be a, there'll be an eight month period of me completely just writing everyone off, just chatting complete garbage. And then after that, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna purposely say something wild. So, um, social justice warrior on Twitter can get me out of here, and I won't have to sign back in again. That's yeah, literally like, the plan. It'll be, it'll be like Kanye West, you know, last call on on the college dropout. Like just shouting bear man out and having <laughs> <laughs> So just be like, hey Chris, what do you think? Just to go back on that point, man. Like if when we win the league, I'm just popping up sporadically like the Undertaker. Just <laughs> <laughs> Oh what? We lost again. Ah, well. <laughs> go but, on. Now, but now I am um, I think you guys have answered the question really well. Um and you can kinda see us obviously in this this transfer window's been a bit of a weird one, but you can see that we're kinda signed trying to sign the best talent available um, that's around the kind of 16 to 19 age bracket. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, I mean, the people are people are kind of making out to, you know, Keanu Hoover, you know, that Ed Sheeran guy, um, <laughs> as far as he likes yeah, to that, say. That is, that, is, that is good <laughs> that you brought that up because I do feel like Klopp has definitely had a contingency plan in terms of buying young players. So in terms of Duncan, um, Hoover, um, Van der Berg, even going back to last season, like Grucic, Gomez, like he has he has set us up to have a good core for the future. Brewster trying to bring him in, I like I know Ellis has stocks on him. Sorry for cutting you off, Chris. Yeah, I was just that, that was a good point. That you, that you oh, what, so so Brewster, Brewster, the guy that has more Champions League medals than than that that small that small little cup. <laughs> Yeah, North yeah, London. No, we, oh, we, cool, 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 cool. We, we, we're done. We're done with them little men in North London. We, we don't. Like, we'll get. No, no. no if, if I'm being honest, like, I'm not quite done. Um, oh, oh, no, no, no. No, no, no. Let me answer the question. Carry on. Carry on. Carry on. Ease up. Let them breathe. You gotta let. You gotta let. Let it simmer. Gotta let them man breathe for a minute before you start pounding them relentlessly again. Yeah, yeah. No, I just think if if we kind of start moving to that model of signing the best best kind of younger talent and then building them up over that period of time, I mean, obviously the academy plays the same style as the first team does as well, so that helps them get a bit more embedded. But, I mean, you you, you look at how Atletico Madrid have done this off-season. I mean, we talked about it last week on the pod. Got rid of Griezmann, mm-hmm. got, the, got the piece for him, and then immediately brought in Jara Felix. I mean, they've had to kind of like move up the way they've played a little bit, but... If you kind of move to that model where you just bring the next best thing in, it makes that transition a lot more easier. So let's say 
next season, you know, certain t- certain talk has been about you know kind of guys like Sancho and stuff. So that and that's the kind of player you want to be targeting going forward. Okay. Um, and the very last question is from Maj Deuce. Um, who is our biggest threat in Europe? Man City. I was going to say the exact same thing. Oh, Europe. Europe. Mm-hmm. Nah, not Man City, Europe. I think, I, I, I think, um, get Bayern Munich right before with them. If it'd be the same, I'll have it, but I, I think Juventus, Juventus are going to be a problem. You see Juventus, yeah? You see teams like that. There's, there's certain, there's certain, there's a certain status and a, and a certain like, oh Lord, that you have to, that, and, and also your track record has to show for you to win Champions yeah. League, in my opinion. Um, obviously, yeah. we have that because you've just won it. But there's certain teams like, for example, PSG, Juventus, Atletico Madrid. Mm-hmm. Um, and now it's looking like Bayern Munich, which who are big clubs, make big, big signings, yeah. but can never just get over the line for some weird reason. But PSG, I know it's because they're a plastic club. Juventus, yeah. I, I know because somehow they just end up crumbling against the team that's popping in that season. And yeah. Atletico Madrid just don't have that attacking X factor to get them over the line. Yeah. So that's that's what I say. And obviously there's the Barcelona's and the Real Madrid's, but in, in my opinion, I feel that City are a bit more hungrier apart from Barcelona and Real Madrid. To be fair, I'm lying because Real, Barcelona and Real Madrid do seem a bit hungrier this season. City, but City, uh, City, City ain't got it for yeah. Europe. I, I don't see them winning it. They ain't got it for yeah, the same. Europe. They, they, they're on my list as well, but I can see them like if they break, if they get break. us in Europe, yeah, just yeah. break, just like thinking, now fuck this, like it's time now. So that's what that's what I'll be scared of to get in the in the Champions League. Not really? scared, but okay. Let me let me rephrase. I'm not scared, but wary of. I love playing them. I love playing City. I'll be wary. I'll be the most wary of them. I'm not wary of anyone in Europe, but at home especially. I'll still be wary of Barcelona. I don't want to get Barcelona. Don't want to get Barcelona. Think they're looking for revenge. Absolutely, Barcelona. You know, obviously we. Anfield was the wrong timing because you. I mean, I knew it was going to beat them at Anfield. I just didn't realize it was you know we, that they will will shut them out. Do you know what I mean? But Barcelona is still the fair team. Real Madrid are not the same as old. Barcelona definitely. Then I'll say Juventus, and then City. Okay, Chris. Probably it's definitely going to be City. Um, although it, it is funny to reminisce that the fact that we absolutely pammed Barca and broke them. So I mean. <laughs> uh, yeah, they were getting their worst, their worst, their worst night in European history. That was just. If I was Barcelona fan, I would be heartbroken. What I just saw, <laughs> mate, mate, their entire fan base went into like a complete meltdown because fucking Ginny one Eldon, Casper the friendly ghost, knocked them out of Europe. So, um, <laughs> did um, did Buffon resign for Juve? He did, like a coward. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So they're not going to win Champions League then. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I think it's it's between. I think well, actually, it, Champions League is, is is always speculative until you kind of get to that quarterfinals because you don't know how the draw is going to go and kind of knockout stage and stuff. Um, but I feel fairly confident for us this season. Um, but yeah, kind of Barca, Man City, um, Bayern, probably not too much. I mean, they're in that weird rebuilding stage. Yeah. Okay. Joe, who do you who do you think is our biggest threat in Europe? Oh, Joe's just S'd out. Um, <laughs> I think 
I think ourselves, and it's only from a complacency perspective. Um, okay. will, will we have the same hunger to win it again? Will we get complacent? And it's probably one of the only reasons why I also think that maybe we might win the Premier League is don't give us when that you're philosophy. just just chill, just chill, answer, chill, 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 chill. <laughs> let me. I've taken off. I've taken off. Let me land. Where there's like, do you have that same hunger to go three times in a row? Will complacency kick in? But then obviously you have to look at Barcelona. They brought in Griezmann and just from all the looks of it, they might do Semedo and um, Dembele and bring in Neymar, and that just makes them a whole different proposition. So. If, you, if you're dealing with Messi and he's having an off night, you've now got to deal with Griezmann and then you've got to deal with um, Neymar as well. So it'll definitely be Barcelona. Um, if, they don't, if they don't click and get it right, then it, you know, it, it may not be, but I don't see anybody else outside of Barcelona giving us issues. City show that while they are good during the group stages, um, when it gets to the nitty-gritty where cachet and um, your, your experience gets you over the line, they, they seem to falter every, every time and you have to understand if your defence is a bit shaky um, and you don't have the quality, you get punished in the Champions League because everyone's got quality and everyone has um, experience and are fighting for that one thing as well. So um, there's a lot of things that come into play, but I think all the noise is definitely Barcelona that we need to watch out for just because they they're, they're more than likely going to have um, trouble guys from you know all, of, all angles of the pitch. But I'm not worried about City at all. Because this is this is a this is a one and done type of competition where um, you you know if you if you fall out you will get found out very very quickly and that's the reason why they haven't been able to go past certain stages on a yearly basis. So forget about C, forget about Juve, forget about PSG. Them guys aren't really serious. Um, they rest all their players during the season only to come to the into the Champions League and still get packed in. It's Barcelona we really got to be worried about. Okay, that's fine. Well. This has been a great podcast, guys, but we have to end it here. I know we can go on for another hour or so talking about football, but alas, good things come to an end. Um, I just want to thank everyone for jumping on tonight, giving your views. And also, I just want to give a quick, quick, quick shout out to um, Tachi Gunas. Um, please listen to their podcast this week so you can hear their analysis of the Liverpool game. I'll be definitely And I just want to... I just, I just, I, I, I think just, I think it's time we put Arsenal Football Club under the lights, right? I think I think I think I think I think we need to have their very variant of a nap cam on their whole club from top to bottom, from oh, the from, from 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 the top all the way down to their seedy little fans. Let's let let's let's get to it. Let's get to it. <laughs> Absolutely. Um. Obviously, if you it, make sure make sure you guys um um hashtag us at us at Coppin Frackers hashtag Touchline Frackers to be involved in the yep. conversation. And before I leave you guys, Arsenal fans, I just want you to know, you're absolutely pathetic for even comparing yourselves to our club. You're absolutely pathetic <laughs> for even comparing Pepe to big guys like Salah. You men are shit. You men are rubbish. And we'll probably buck you like the Emirates and get a draw and you probably get excited thinking it's a win again. So, yo, 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 Thierry Henry. Thierry Henry. Yo, Salah said come outside real quick. Ah, uh, wait, I'm not, I'm, I'm not trying to go like that. But anyway, guys. Oh, oh, oh. Hey, guys. And Junior. My brother. Have a nice night. Peace out. Peace out, man. Our champions of Europe once again.
We begin today's meditation with a few sipping exercises to remind us a little treat can go a long way. So pick up your McCafe iced coffees, close your eyes, and deep sip in. And deep satisfaction out. <sighs> Take a treat retreat at McDonald's. Right now, get a McCafe iced coffee in any size and any flavor for just 99 cents until 11 a.m. Price of participation may vary. Sports Social Podcast Network.